Hey everybody, welcome back oh, to Crew like Talk. That. Sorry, I'm literally doing like like that in the camera. Well, we're just gonna keep that. That's the intro. Welcome uh, to another episode of Crew Talk. It's been a minute, Nick. Yeah, especially it's especially been a for hot me. Minute. Especially for you, you've been gone. So I mean the last episode we did, as you probably saw, if you haven't, go to the YouTube channel and it's not on the podcast, so it's only on the YouTube channel. But it's a review of the new QSC L series, and it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's it, a great series. It's of one products. of those things where it's like it didn't fit into like the podcast side of things. Yeah, true. So like, let's on the YouTube. Get on the YouTube. It's a it's, YouTube. it's a cute little project we got it's going cute, on over there. It's a cute little thing. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're listening to the podcast right now. You're like, man, I wonder what these guys look like. Go to YouTube. Yeah, we'll and you'll see we'll us. let you know if you hey, regret that or not. Welcome to the YouTube page. Anyways, uh, this week, we're going to go see Oppenheimer. I'm going to go see Barbie together this weekend. It's called Barbenheimer Weekend. It's a beautiful combination. It's a beautiful combination. And I'm dressed for the occasion. You really so are. I, actually, I represent the Oppenheimer side, yes, darkness, I am despair. going for the Barbie side. You have the Barbie 100%. side of things. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited because uh, I grew up with a sister who loved Barbie. You grew up loving And I loved Let's be playing Oppenheimer on the Barbies. Like, oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> you kind of look like Sid from uh, Toy Story. You know that, right? I really did like uh, taking their heads off and putting them on other ones. Yeah. Yeah, so. that got dark. Anyways, we'll cut that part out. Mm-mm. Nah, we know Ray won't. No, In that's... fact, I need Ray to do the description. So Ray's probably going to upload this episode to the podcast or to the, to the YouTube channel. Ray is so good at his descriptions. It's insane. A lot of the older videos, I never changed them. It was all him. Ray did the descriptions He for did those? the descriptions for the that. older ones. And I honestly tried my hardest to duplicate, and I couldn't. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. Not the same I flair. didn't want to say it, but yeah. It's... Yes. Well, anyways, let's dig into this. So we've had a busy, busy few months here. You have, especially. Yeah, you could say You've that. been gone yeah. a little bit. So some of you don't know, Nick went on tour twice. In the last, within the last six months at least, and uh, tell us about that. So you went on Brooke Ligger, Lidgertwood? Lidgertwood, I think, is her last name. Yeah, you could say it's it like that. It's a weird last name. Yeah. But hey, mine's worse. Uh, former Hillsong artist is, is what you could also say. Yes. Because I feel like most of these artists, I don't know their names until like I've realized what projects they've been a part of. It's true. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm she was with Hillsong way. a lot. But um, yeah, I went as a, a lighting tech for that one. So that was That's back cool. in April. Yes. Um, it was... Two and a half weeks, so a couple a couple days of rehearsal before, and then like basically every other day was show. Um, so yeah, and I was lighting tech for it, which was cool. And then I did in you on Bethel. Yeah, I, I Bethel tour in Europe. I little thing. A lot of different, a lot of different venues. That one. A lot of different yeah. rigs, and you actually had to deal with the programming and updating it for those rigs. Yeah, that one I was programmer on. So what was the biggest difference for you going from? doing church every week and the events we do versus doing that every week, a new rig, different fixtures. Some well, do, you, great, do you want to talk about the Brooke great. one first? Because that was, that was lighting tech where the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I Let's mean, talk about that I one. I mean, similar things. Let's like, go back there, yeah. So, I mean, like, number one is I'm not programming at all. Right. We had a really good program on this. His name's Benji. He killed it. Absolutely Shout insane. Shout out to Butterknife Designs. Yeah. Uh, so, I was just light tech for that, but basically it was me running a small crew, uh, which by crew I mean mostly volunteers at each church. Um, setting up the rig and stuff. So. Sounds about right. Um, I learned that I didn't like... Um, oh, what were these fixtures called? We're going to have to throw it in the... We're going to have to throw it like in like... Were the M-Strikes? No. Okay, yes. The yeah, We can talk about those if we really want to. Unfortunately, Chave, they're fixing it, thankfully. They're that's fixing what, the firmware. That's what they keep but saying. So. 
there's a bit of an issue with the dimmer curve. If you're a programmer or a designer, you've been using them, you probably notice that there's a dimmer curve issue with the firmware. The dimmer curve. Um, we had some weird power things with them, but I don't blame the. I don't blame like M strikes in total for that. Probably just this one fixture kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, the dimmer curve thing really, really kills those lights. And then yeah, um, it makes it hard cloning your programmer too from JDCs to those because they're supposed to be pretty similar. Which yeah, it's. But they're not it's when not. it comes to profile and firmware. And then um, we also had the course lines. Was it the course lines? The Elation course lines. Yeah. And um, you could tell. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you could tell, like, what I, I don't remember the company we rented from for that one, but they were workhorses for them because these things mm. were these things were through the trenches in warfare. Like, I bet. Just the way they looked and stuff. So those were. Those, those are one of my favorite fixtures. If you can't afford the X4 bars. And you need an outdoor rated one. I think. Actually, no, that's the no, razor. Yeah. The course line is literally an X4 bar. I, I will say, maybe we had a couple issues with the course lines just because, and like, this is the first time where I've genuinely felt that like firmware has mattered mm -hmm. for a fixture I've used. Like, you can get a fixture that's like, oh, this is on firmware 2.1 and this one's on 2.2. And it doesn't like, you couldn't tell why there's a difference there. Right. And with these, like, every single, not every single one, but. Like half of them were on 1.9 and half of them were on 1.8, and the main mm. difference was how they do handle dimmer, uh, dimmer curve. Right. Which it's true. So you can't mix the fixtures together. So yeah, literally difference. that was like, that was like the craziest part was like. That's rough. So which like again you can't blame I don't blame Elation for that. That's no. That's an issue with just how they were software handled. But true. we figured it out. You know, like 1.9 got to go on the back which row. Production companies update your firmware when needed. And make sure they match. Maybe don't. Honestly, or we don't. Just we've keep ran them into on the some where it's like, n maybe not the original, but like if you have an issue. But yeah, for the most part, like we've had some companies where they've updated the firmware to the newest one, and it's like, hey, like you just bricked your light. Like it's there's true. an issue here that roll it back. Yeah, roll at it that back. Point. So. It's crazy. Um, that was a crazy experience. So, do you remember where you went on that tour for Brooke? The states. Um, I. Oh gosh, you're gonna. What was the best state? What had the best food, I guess? That's the what best we're food. Then we'll go oh. to Europe and ask what the best food was there. Yeah. But Europe, I actually have, Europe. okay. I already American have, tour. I already have my answer for best this. Best food. Food. Yeah. <laughs> food. So what's weird is um, we had like good old fashioned like church catering for a lot mm. of it. Amen. Not bad, but it's like, hey, like, oh, what's for dinner tonight? It's like, oh, it's chickens and vegetables and, and rice. And it's like, okay, you go to the next place. Hey, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Chickens and vegetables and rice. Of course. Because there's like 30 of you guys. What do you mean? The South. So Fried like, chicken and rice. Not like a not like a big issue, right? But um, there's stuff like that. But my probably my favorite meal is we went to, and this wasn't like catering. We just on one of our off days in, oh, what was it? It was in Kansas, I think. We went to a Mexican restaurant mm, because there's no not what I would expect. There's in no way, right? There's no way I was it's good. Barbecue. And we went. And it was it was actually very good. I had wow. uh, I had fish Surprising. tacos and stuff. Um, but it wasn't like any of the food was bad. Um, my favorite meal we, we stopped at was uh, we went to, um, we got Buffalo, not Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop one night. It was like 2 a.m. We're exhausted. Um, they're like, hey, guys, like, we might not be able to make it to, to get Wingstop. And one of our guys literally oh, no. left. Like, one of our volunteer hands was like, I'm going to go get you guys Wingstop. <laughs> it's happening. And he brought back, like, six bags <laughs> I'm gonna of, like, whole wings menu. and fries. And it's like, oh, my gosh. This Clarbell. This is heaven. Give me a little menu, please. But, yeah, uh, we did, like, basically a whole East Coast run, in a sense. Very nice. Um, so we went down the coast, then did, like, a weird hop over to Nashville, then, like, back to North Carolina, then straight up to, like, Chicago, 
and then oh, I kept getting made fun of. What is the abbreviation of MO? Which which state would you think that is? I can I tell you which state say, I thought it was. Man. Um, mm-hmm. Come on, you got to you got to know your states now. This is the hard one. Oh, Montana. That's that's what I thought. Ray, don't even shake your head. It's like not that. Montana. It is not. I was like, what why are it? we going to Montana? Like, this is a weird stuff. It's Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, like the Maroon Five son. I'm in Missouri. O in Missouri, Missouri. Yes, there's an O. Shout out to Daryl. But that's because Darryl's Montana is. You MN. went. You went by Missouri. Yeah. Didn't even tell Daryl you were going there, and he you had Chauvet problems. I didn't know. Wow. I I Darryl. literally didn't Darryl, know. Hit this guy up. Hit him up. No, we actually we didn't use the Chauvets. Oh, yeah. Never we switched mind. to the JDCs. Yeah. No, but literally <laughs> they ended up switching I, to them. I wake up in the Yikes. morning. I wake up in the morning expecting to. I literally looked up the weather for Montana. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be cold. I get outside and I'm like. Dude, it's really humid and hot in Montana. Like, and everyone was making fun of me. And they're like, dude, we're in Missouri. <laughs> I, That's terrible. That was the, the joke the whole day was Love like, hey, it. like, Nick, do you want to go run to the store? Like, just up up a couple hundred miles up in Montana. Uh, oh, man. They're like looking up places go to in the Montana. Glaciers, you know? Um, yeah. And then we Nuts. ended in Texas. What are the odds? So. Pretty high, apparently. They yeah. end up in Missouri instead of yeah. Montana. Who knew? I would have probably thought the same thing at that point. Yeah, which that just shows how much I travel in the states. Now you're a pro. So tell us about Europe. How was that? Yeah, it was Eastern. Eastern Europe too. No, it was all Western Europe. Western but Europe. From where we are now is Eastern. There you go. That's what you meant. Yeah, how was Europe? Oh, you want to know? No, yeah. No. Uh, Tell Europe, us about Europe. Yeah, Europe was a uh, Europe was, was a, a fun blast one. It looked like it, it. It genuinely was a blast. The, all the Bethel guys are really cool. Like, it was a good hangs. Uh, you, Who like, was on the crew? Do you remember them all? On like the production crew? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was me, Nick Valdez, uh, Liam Monroe, uh, Jonah Thompson, Matthew, he the monitor guy, Delamos. I want to say his last Delemos? name is Delamos. Um, was that it for crew? Don't forget Anthony. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. no. Grio. Yeah, stage Grio. manager. Anthony Grio was stage manager. Grillo. Um, that was crew. And then the band was the Bethel band, you know, of course. stuff like that. Legendary. Um, but it was, it. it was sick. Um, I got asked like really late on if I could do the programming for it. Um, and so it was actually so late on that they. It was weeks before. I think it was like two weeks. It was literally like two or three weeks before. Kind of crazy. It was crazy. And it was. I, I got actually really, really lucky because the guy who was supposed to go on it made all the show files already, so I didn't have to worry about there any of you that, go. which was great. Thanks, uh, Andrew. I just had to, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Kelch, Andrew Kelch, which, which camera are you in? He's in one of them. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so I had, to up, I had to update a few things, you know. But Very cool. As it was like the difference between, like, light tech and programming is literally just how much I sweated. Like, I bet. It was insane. You didn't sweat like, that much in Europe? Well, it's just a lot less physical labor. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, you white glove it pretty much. Yeah, I was, I wouldn't, I didn't white glove. Well, well, okay, well, okay. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, was the rig hung when you got there? Well, yeah, but like, well, there you go. And the board was turned on, and my show file was on. But oh, you know, you like, I had to pull a couple faders up and down. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. But like, there are two completely different experiences. True. With very it. true. Um, so what was it like going from programming at church every week to programming or updating on a tour every week? What would you say was the, the I wouldn't say pros and the week. cons? Yeah, so... Um, 
like touring for people who are thinking about getting into it, what should they know? What did you learn? What was different? Um, definitely know, like the, probably the biggest thing is like actually know the console well, because you're going to walk into, I, I shouldn't say know the console, know the software well. Like that was the main thing with the MA stuff was like, I would walk into a venue and every venue was like a different console in a mm. sense. Like one was True. an MA3 light, like MA2 software. One was an MA2 command wing with another wing attached to it. Ooh. One was an MA2 full, like, so like, Mm-hmm. It's not like the software changes, but what you can actually use layout-wise and stuff. Right. So trying, like, you have to think of, okay, what's the smallest rig I'm going to have, which was basically an MA2 command wing. Mm-hmm. Like, was, like, I get the, like, 10 faders, and that's it. So right. how, do I, how do I translate the show that I did yesterday, the same show with... On a full-size, On a full-size yeah. with, what, 20 faders or something like that? It's, plus it's all the, up there. Plus all the execution buttons, like... Yeah. Where I can lay everything. And now I have to 10. go, like, oh, like, how do I, how do I translate that to the same thing? Um, that was like the main thing you should know, but, uh, I mean, ma- basically the main difference is you kind of can, can think a lot more out in a sense, like, um, when it comes to songs and stuff, you really, like maybe your first show, like you're still trying to figure it out, especially if you don't know the music. That's probably the other thing is like, mm. know the music. True. I mean, I spent literally, it was a 14 hour flight and that's all I listened to was, Sheesh. was the Bethel music. Cause I'm like, and you don't listen to Bethel music a ton, do you? I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here like, I mean, they play it at church. Yeah, and I know I know a good amount of their songs, but like now I'm listening to like nuanced stuff, like hey, what are the drums right, doing here? Right, like, you're doing. More are they doing something? Listening. Are they doing something with the keys? Like, what's Very the, true. What are we looking at BPM wise? Like, is this something where I can kind of do a lot more, or like right. should I tone it back, kind of thing? Um, so like, there's just things like that. Like, you absolutely need to you know the music, and then probably like the last big thing you need to know. Um, for me, it was like, I I like to make sure the band is good with what I'm doing. So like, I went up and talked to them like. Hey, what do you mm. actually want for this? Like, right. whether well, sometimes it would be like creative guy, and then sometimes it would be like the band asking for specific things, and you know, um, which is like, at least for I would say how we run church here, we're not getting a lot of comments from the band. Like, hey, can we right. can we do this like for the opening? They're, like, they're pretty trusting. They're pretty with trusting us. with us, yeah. Like, but we do like to keep tabs and say, hey, like, oh well, yeah, this new song that you came out with, yeah. What would you like it to look like or feel like? Yeah, you know? like we did our church's new song, and we were. We were very big into like, hey, we want to give this a look kind of right. thing, which helps define it. Um, but like on a normal Sunday morning, if they're singing someone else's band, like they're, they're very trustworthy. But when it comes to this tour side of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was very big on like, hey, like I want to know. Well, number one, I asked video guy, like, because we have all this video content, like what colors are you doing? Like, because uh, obviously I'm trying to match it here. Like I'm right. not trying to do red and you're doing green or something like that. Um, and then it's like, I'm going to the band, like, hey, do you want something big for this? Or, like, do we want, like, this kind of, like, somber moment for the song? Because it's really slow, like, trying to get their image across, especially since I'm not their normal guy. Like, right. I'm not trying to deliver a totally different setup than what they're, than maybe what they want. Yeah. Or what they're used to kind of thing. Very true. And so, and then that was probably, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's one of those things where it's like, I looked at, like, music videos and some stuff they do, and at least with the Bethel guys, their music videos. I mean, we went to their homecoming recording and then True. I was a part of their the next level. I was part of their uh, come up here recording. And it's That's right. And like as much as like, like it's very high energy, especially in the room and stuff. But when you like look at like what they do with the lighting and stuff, they're mm-hmm. not doing an insane amount of stuff. Right. And they're so, really subtle and but so big looks. Yeah. So I go on tour and I'm asking the questions like, Hey, is this what we're doing? Like, is it very big looks, but like very subtle, like movements and stuff And they're like, they're like, yeah, for some of the songs, but like, it's tour. Like, we want it to be fun and energetic and stuff, right. so that we can break that mold a little True. bit. Which is like, 
again, if I didn't ask them and I just assumed off watching their videos, right. there would have been songs where, like, they want this super high energy thing. And it basically would have been like, oh, no, I thought we were just sitting here doing yeah. kind of nothing. So They were just ramping and building up. Yeah. But oh, something's in my eye. Get it out. Stop crying. Oh. Stop being so proud of me. They just, they grow up so fast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Something's in it. I think we're good now. All right. Cut you, that part out, That was by a good way. cry, huh? Cut that part out. You can see, no, if, even if they cut <laughs> it out. Who's editing this? I don't even know who's going to Even if they this. cut it out, it's, there's it. still a little tear The guy with the most cameras probably should have. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. You're going to have to set up the iPhone shot. All right. Shot on, Marcus Brown, shot on iPhone. Hang on, let me uh, yeah, jump go back ahead. into it. Oh, okay. All right. What should we talk about next? Oh, we haven't even touched the crusade yet. Like we didn't. We didn't talk much about. I mean, you could, if you want, we could talk more about Europe, but we didn't talk much about. Oh yeah, about yeah, yeah. Um, oh, let me look at. This. I don't know. Yeah, you got, oh, your, you got your. You got your list. Right Sheesh. Should okay, make it, like, cool, 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 cool. Okay. <laughs> that won't even see me. Probably not. Okay, so next we're gonna <laughs> next we're gonna ask Nick about. His fixture selections in Europe. What kind of uh, yeah. what kind of fixtures were you messing with? And tell me honestly, like, hey, this is why people watch this. What was the worst fixture you had to work with? And maybe it wasn't the fixture manufacturer's fault, but maybe it just wasn't the best maintained. Okay, um, so I will say this starting out. There was not one fixture that was like, oh, this fixture like actually sucks and stuff. That's right? good. Like, That's good to hear. Um, and mostly, mostly because... There are a lot. There was a lot of like Chinese knockoff fixtures. Not, not like. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, like there wasn't a lot of like the major brand stuff is what you would expect. Um, there was one or two shows that had that, but there was actually my biggest issue with a lot of the shows was it wasn't the same fixtures for like. So like, I'm just gonna use this as an example. Let's say like, I had two. I had an, a downstage and upstage truss of R two R two washes, right? Right. Except just the downstage was R two washes, and the other one was some other brand oh, of washes, right. but the same idea. So you point them up to do an audience thing right. and their red is two different reds. Oh, and so you go, yeah. oh, like, what do I have to do in this situation? And That's it's always rough. It's like the XBs versus the regular auras. They don't have the same yes, color at all. Absolutely. It's yes. Crazy. Um, and so Probably basically one is brighter. Well, that, and at least for ours is you have age considerations and stuff like that, but it's true. They're way older. Now. Um, so then what do you do in that situation where obviously you have to go in and match the colors up right. as close as you can. Some colors won't match up properly and stuff. That was my biggest issue. Mm. It was like, I think only two shows had it, had it to where it was like all the fixtures of this type or this type were the same fixtures. So, um, which was like the big show at the end. And then there was a, a show in a gymnasium for a, like the town. Right. Like a high school gymnasium. And again, it wasn't like any major brand. I don't remember the brand, to be honest with you. But I was just excited that they were all the same fixture mm. because the colors just all matched. True. And a lot of the like a lot of the shows were like, like butter. Hey, yeah, just and I don't know if it's butter. supply constraint or like it's a lot harder to get fixtures over there, I guess. Like when you need a, a good amount of them and stuff. Right. Um Yeah, but I don't really have a fixture that like I just genuinely was like, Wow, this is this is horrible. This is good. This yeah. is good for Europe. No, I mean, they've de like a Europe lot of these companies have, have stepped up like 
their light production and stuff. It's totally. kind of crazy. Totally. Okay. I actually I do. One place was normal par sixty fours for a uh, front light. Oh. Which like don't get no. me wrong. There's nothing wrong with par sixty fours. Old school for sure. Nothing wrong with par sixty fours, but when kids, those were incandescent par cans. Warm, warm incandescent. Change the colors except for with gel film that and, went in front of the par can. And they weren't. It's not like they just were a normal stage wash, but for a mm. lot of the looks, we just wanted kind of like a more spotlight look on the ba- right. on like the lead singer. And so because of the positions of the band, mm-hmm. it turns out like you needed two pars to hit them because they were in like the weird middle spot. Right. And so, but oh, now we're lighting up a lot more. So it's like, oh, uh, what do we, yeah. Yeah. But, but like, rough. again, not a fixture issue, just more of it's a true. design issue in that sense. Very so. true. All right. Now you got to answer the question. What was the best food in Europe? Um, I will tell you right now, my favorite thing, and I have no idea what it's called. Actually, I do, because I have a picture. Um, we can cut ahead, but I have to find it again. I'm just tired right now. It's terrible. Hold on. I have to find it real quick. shouldn't have taken a nap. The nap was a bad idea. It was. Okay, cutting back in. Okay. Um, which one was this? It was, yes, it was this one. Um, it was in Switzerland. I can hear you breathing, Brian. <laughs> I just hear, he's away from his mic, and I'm over here, I'm like, it's not any of us. And then I look, and Brian's like. <laughs> sometimes you just, sometimes it's just how you cut in. You got to, you got to. He's like. Yeah, I just love now. a good Any minute now, Sorry, yeah. I hope that wasn't too loud. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so in Switzerland, yeah, it was... No, food. Food. Oh, my gosh. We're back it, on the It food. was a fixture right. of Switzerland, that's for sure. Um, it was. It was Zürcher Spatzel. Or Spatzel. Spatzli. Spatzli. It was sliced pork meat, mushroom cream sauce, and grated cheese. mushroom cream sauce. It, it was basically... An, Ray, have you been to Europe? But not where he's been. Like, not that part. Where was that again? He's only been to Czechoslovakia. Oh, was it pretty there? I think Brian got deported from, uh, what was it, uh, Austria? For all those crimes you've done? Yeah. Yeah, you little German, you. Oh, That's Austria? That <laughs> Auschwitz? No, oh, Austria. shit. Austria. <laughs> cut uh, that part out. Okay, we're going back in. Food. Anyway. That sounded really good. And I know you know what this is. Oh. And everyone in this room, but. Of course. I might we'll lose the audience. I might Maybe. lose the audience here. Oh, we're international. Do you YouTube. know? Do you know what um, tater tot casserole is? Oh yeah. So imagine a gourmet version of tater tot casserole. Oh, that's what this was. Tater tot casserole. It was Some of you don't so know. Good. Nick's family. I guess it's start with your mom, right? I don't it, know who invented it in the family, but I mean, your mom makes it it's the a best. Pass down. It's a pass down thing. You've never had it's okay. tater tots layered. You've never with had like my grandma cream make of it mushroom and, and like her corn and stuff it. in there, and it's like layered in there. It's delicious. It's great. It's really good. And ground it. beef, I think, right? Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, but it's basically it's like a, a fancy, like fancy gourmet version of that, which was very good. Mm. Um, Down. And then in Germany, I had. Um, the only mac and cheese I've actually ever liked. Really? And that's because it was like a crunchy mac and cheese. Because I don't like the texture of mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. But was, I yeah, do it. like a good crunchy mac and cheese. And I only got it because I actually didn't oh. know what I was ordering. Sounds good. I was at the restaurant, and I'm like, yeah, can I get... And I say... I don't remember the name of it. I say the name of it. 
and they're like, oh, what'd you get? And I was like, oh, this. And I'm like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, but like. It's the, the, what is number five on the menu? When in Germany, you know? And then they bring out this plate of basically mac and cheese. Oh. And I was like, oh, Big no. Old. But it was like crispy. Again, thing. it was crispy. So it was actually like one of the only plates of mac and cheese I've ever Sounds really liked. kind of good now. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. Mm. Yeah, I will say the food difference between. Did it taste like just better for you? Even though it was probably you fried or whatever. You know what's crazy? It, is everything just tasted better. I don't even know if it tasted... I don't even know like if it's no better for you. Like no corn syrup. It just tasted better. And then, like, yeah. Coke has, made like... better for you. Coke has, like, half the sugar in it. Cork. It yeah. was crazy. Like... Europe just got you it. Know what, you know what's, what I didn't like in Europe, though? Um, was the coffee. Really? It's, like, That's actual... surprising. It's, like, actual... No, no, no. It, I'm not a coffee. I mean, I I'm, guess coffee isn't necessarily known in Europe. No, it... It's more it, like a Guatemala, like, South America. I mean, yeah, that's but, where all the best beans come from, it and, sounds like, right? Right, uh, barista? I mean, there's some, right. like, very, very nice coffee places. My issue is, like, it's real coffee. It's, like, real dark roast coffee. Oh, And, like, would you would walk it. in... You would walk into a place, and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, I'd can I get a... Roast. Can I get, like, a latte with vanilla in it? That, one of the guys literally watching is like, can right, I get a vanilla that? latte? And they literally are like, we don't have syrup or anything and they're like like what do you mean he's like he, he, the it's guy literally points coffee. to a chart and he's like it's like a pie chart and he's like you can pick any one of these beans and we'll brew it and <laughs> we can it. add we can add milk to it and it's black yeah and he's like oh and he's like oh. no i'm good <laughs> he just couldn't drink uh, it on to the mcdonald's which was very funny mcdonald's was great loved it mcdonald's was great wow it was great like you genuinely can taste just it's like better food i don't know what it is good it's probably actually real food. <clears throat> i'm going there actually in september and i'm excited to mcdonald's to, or in london yeah oh you know maybe i didn't want to say might have it. fish and uh, chips i didn't want to say it but you're bringing it up they didn't have the best food i, I think is what you told uh, me the uk was the worst place to eat that's what i'm not looking forward to honestly so probably won't spend much time in many restaurants norway there, norway is very funny because unless you're watching this and you're from england tell us yeah, where's some us know, good yeah. spots because um i don't know norway is one of the host families was like, hey, we want to treat you guys out to like a barbecue and everything. And so like, barbecue. we're all trying to figure out like, what does that mean? So we get to the place and they're like, oh, like, yeah, barbecue's ready to get inside. Um, Norway barbecue is hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> it's like American barbecue. <laughs> no, mostly. that's what they're saying. They're like, what would or you, they're like, what California were you expecting? Barbecue. They literally asked, like, what were you expecting? It's barbecue. And we're like, I don't know, like what Norway barbecue is. And it's like, it's just barbecue. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's not brisket. No, that's American barbecue. That is American. That's South, Southern American barbecue. American. Because American barbecue in California is hamburgers and hot yeah. dogs. You know, I'm glad we could spend this part. much time talking about the food choices. We did talk about food a lot no, for that segment. It's a genuine concern, though. Like, it is. Especially is, if you're touring. You this is what real people want to know. Like, it's the important parts. Like, they heard, like, oh, the lights are cool. Like, the program is cool. It's but, true. like, let's talk about the actual let's things that matter. Food. Things. Yeah. So we're going to come back to stateside. We had a pretty big event just a few weeks ago. We did. And the that Harvest was Crusade. Vacation Bible School. Oh, gosh. That's right. That happened before <laughs> the crusade. Ryan's dying Every church tech out there who's watching us knows what Vacation Bible Study is. If you don't work at a church, maybe you don't know what it is at all. It's we, essentially you know, summer school. Not summer school. Like summer, week. Week, summer camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a summer camp like a for a week. Camp. At the church. Just, you don't actually stay there in camp. You go you home. You know, you come day. every day, yeah. Sorry, we had to cut that in. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it, to be fair. Um, I didn't either. Good. Um, it's still the pause, I guess. is weird. Um, so VBS, as we call it, 
was a week long for us, but two times two because we've got two campuses. Thanks. You're right. That's right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> go on. Is that you? <laughs> Can you see Brian in any of these shots or no? <laughs> no. Oh, that makes it even better. I don't want to be seen. That's good. He's the the <laughs> unknown voice. You know what was funny is um, I've done a couple like shoots with like people like wearing their Brian position, and I'm always wondering like, what do they think this guy looks like? Yeah, little mystery. You'll never know. You I might mean, they would if they found posts. his. If they found his Instagram or yeah, he'll he'll be tagged. Or us. But um, getting Shut back up. to VBS. Yes, VBS is a wild event here. We had over seven hundred kids. I think is what it ended up being something like that at this one campus. At and this then, campus, then the other campus, campus was like four hundred almost. Yeah, so like, we had over a thousand kids. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was nuts. We do a big thing, big show. They do a dance crew, synchronized video clips, and everything. It's it's a hoot for sure. You know, every year we we'll like, put some pictures in the in the video. Every year we get into them like oh, like especially this year because we had the crusade coming up like right That's after. Right, it, it was a bit but, of a. Um, cluster that last yeah. few weeks so, there is so, pretty much a VBS pack yeah crusade. so we always get into VBS and it's like oh gosh like I don't want to do VBS this is and then we like basically get through a day or two and at least me I'm like well, let's go VBS yes <laughs> once so you're in much, it once it's you're so in much it. fun once you're in it you're in it yeah so and then the last week which was Orange County our Irvine Orange County campus mm-hmm. you had to actually kind of almost do double duty because you were previsiting I got the lucky. Crusade yeah. during the OC VBS. Yeah. And this was your first time using Depends. It was my fi- my first time using Depends. We used a guy to make it, Charlie. Charlie Pike, thank you. Thank God he made that. Cause yeah. So we used Depends for the first time. Well, probably. Let's talk about Depends. Because Depends is like the up-and-coming visualizer right now. And is everybody's it using it. it I, is, I mean, I really enjoy it. It came out of nowhere. They have a lot of plugins, if you don't know. And I'm pretty sure Disney uses this. If you're watching this from Disney, you can correct me. But... I'm pretty sure they use it for the fireworks, is my understanding, and it does fountain rendering. Like mm-hmm. they have a whole plugin like water program sim? for fountains. Yeah, and oh, you, that's cool. they use it to pro. Wet Design uses it to program their fountain shows. So yeah, you're you're into like nuts. the visualizer board. Like what what besides depends? And I know we use uh, like Converse. We what's, use like, like Converse for a other, very long time, and we still big, do for our designs. Yeah. And what's so like what's the other big? What's the big one that you would consider? So like? there's like some leaders in the field. Uh, the top ones would be, I think, right now, top of the line is WYSIWYG, Depends, okay. Light Converse, Vision is up there, and honestly, kind of coming behind the pack and picking up speed is Capture, which is uh, partnered with Elation, their yeah. Obsidian line of consoles, mm-hmm. or Onyx line of controllers. Yeah. And uh, that's a great software if you're just getting started. But top of the line, the most realistic looking, it does true random strobe, which we loved because you can actually simulate your strobes randomly. Yeah. Is Depends by Synchronorm. Yeah. And it is great. I, you know, my, I, I really liked it just because uh, when you look at like, with, when you look at some other visualizers and you just turn the light on at full, it's mm-hmm. not like an actual representation of what the light would look right. like full. And what was really nice about Depends is, like, I don't know if it's calculating based off, like, some measurement it has for the light, but mm-hmm. it just felt like, at least when we got to the actual venue, like, what I was actually recording in previs mm-hmm. intensity-wise, because that was our biggest concern, was, like, is this going to look like anything we actually programmed? Right. And, and it, was it, it was genuinely, like, very close. Like, we had to change close. very little on intensity value-wise yeah. for a great. lot of our stuff, which is great for me. And then, like, you could focus gobos in it. You can mm-hmm. do a full go. Blending, which Zoom is great with really animation well. effects yeah, and everything. Blending. It does all that, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. And 
the only part for us that we had to fix was the venue we had wasn't a true it wasn't the actual right we used the we generic arena shell which i mean worked the shell of the building worked great like we still got everything we needed out of it right and stuff and then it really let us figure out like maybe some trouble spots with like how we're going to do audience lighting or like what do we actually want stage to look like and stuff like that we could get colors figured out pretty quick um my favorite part about it was just being able because a lot of the show was a lot of the show was busking just because of some of the issues we're into which we could talk about um so like being able to get basically all my effects built out ahead of time for a mm-hmm. busking show, like, I mean, you can't beat true. that. It was great. Very true. So let's go. Let's dig into that the programming side of it because this is the second year that you've ran lights for the crusade. Yeah. But this is the first year where you pro you actually got the pre visit and actually dig into programming. Yeah. yeah. It's Last year a, was a substantially bigger design than you normally would get to program. Oh, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell me, how was it going from, like, our normal stage or the normal gigs you do to an arena of that size with that big of a rig? Because it was, like, 24 universes, I think, is what we ended up at. I mean, when we and look at, like, what we did last year. 300-plus fixtures. Yeah, when we look at what we did last year in Angel Stadium, we were at, like, 100 fixtures, maybe. Like Yeah. And now we were at, like, 300 fixtures. And I know, yeah, like, 300, people are going to be like, oh, something. those are strips. Like, I was like... Even without the strips, we were at like 130 the fixtures. Strips are, in my opinion, more complicated because they're technically individual no, yeah. fixtures. If you think about it, and you got to like really think about the effects more because it is a strip, and you don't yeah. just want it to be on and changing colors. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, so, if you yeah. want to count like true fixtures, like we yeah. still had over 150 fixtures that oh, we yeah. had to program out. Like, yeah, it was not a small show at all. And so, um, should we go through the fixture list? Do you think for people? We can, yeah. Totally. I mean, we might have to cut because I got to pull it up actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. Do you want to give counts or do we just want to like name what? Because pretty, it's gonna be pretty quick to name the fixtures. Yeah, I have the fixture name. What are we here. at time wise? Yeah, where are we at time wise? We might need to cut this into. We're at thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah, it's not bad. You guys could go. we Yeah, hour would be fine. We'll see. This we'll we'll see where we're getting. Podcasts don't go an hour, do they? Yeah. Do. What would you say is a decent podcast length? 45 minutes. Most podcasts I listen to are between 45 to an hour. Okay, that's good. All right. All right. So we've got a list of the fixture that we used. Mm-hmm. And we used, honestly, a plethora of fixtures. Like, it was a lot. Um, we did stick to certain brands that we liked. For this show? For this show. Okay, I thought you were saying in general. I was like, yeah, we used all kinds of brands. For the but- most part, though, these are fixtures that we've used before, with the exception of two, I think. Um, we use yeah, the Acme actually. Pixel Line IPs, which mm-hmm. are the strip fixtures. You'll see them in the photos, and we'll probably put some B-roll in here that I'll send. Yeah. Um, these are probably my favorite fixture. They're um, very bright. It's you, the, it's a static JDC, essentially. Yeah, without those, I think the rig, like, don't get me wrong, the rest of the rig was insane, but without those, like, it really just se- it like, it sealed the deal for, like, an arena yeah. show, in a sense. Totally. really brought people into it yeah. instead of them looking at it which is a pitfall I think I think a lot of designs fall into is they think so much about the stage but a lot of the artists want to be in there and bring them into the show mm-hmm. with them and it's a lot of different things a lot of people use wristbands or you know lighting around it washes or whatever well, and it's gobos. also you just have to think like where I mean most big events now are being like broadcast, not broadcasters, but they're being yeah. recorded. It, yeah. If they're not being broadcast, they're still being you recorded. So you have to account like there's a whole yeah 
like you look at um you look at our show for instance like we I mean we filled that arena like if our audience was black it would look lame it would yeah. literally you look wouldn't lame. notice it doesn't or have like, the same impact yeah. when you can't see anybody in the mm-hmm. room enjoying it too um so that was my favorite fixture the pixel lines yeah. uh, from Acme they're actually technically like a knockoff company I mean they they didn't they don't have many like they're not as well known as the the other companies, and they started as making duplicates of fixtures that were made by like companies like Elation, Clay mm-hmm. Packing, all them. Um, I, but yeah, now they're I, I don't know if knockoffs. Are. I would say like they're focusing more on like what, like because you can have some companies where they're like, hey, like we have this product, and it's like, who's this for? Like, oh, it turns out it's for one specific client because they're going right. to buy a hundred of them. Exactly. Or like, but like, and I think they're like, in this in this ground where it's like they can step up and be like, hey, like. We've actually focused on what people genuinely want. It's true, especially in like this venue where it's like, hey, we need we need a lot of these. Yeah, and totally. this is the competitors not there for it. So, but th- they yeah. were great. They were genuinely some of our favorite, like for like a like a standalone wash slash stroke. And they're making a lot of great products. Yeah. Acme, like if you haven't looked at Acme lately, and you're a designer looking at fixtures, definitely take a look. They got a lot of great fixtures. The the first show that I saw that turned me on to them was, uh, Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. She used a ton of the, I don't remember the names, but I'll put the link in there. It's a, it's essentially a magic panel or magic blade with a strobe on the other side of it. It's nuts. Yeah. And seeing this, which was cool also, is it has that electronic frost for the lens. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a frost like you would in a normal fixture. The lens actually frosts electronically. Yeah. Like you would a shower at a hotel or it, something. It would have been cool to have them in like a spot that would have better shown that off. I think just yeah. with the, because we had them as a full arena surround, mm-hmm. like you couldn't really notice the frost yeah. on or off that much. It's but definitely like, more of the eye candy effect. That but it yeah, it, helps like with. it's great that they have it in there. Like I'm totally. not going to obviously turn down that they have it. So uh, the other fixtures that we use were uh, probably one of my favorite washes ever, along with the Aura, is the Quantum washes. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of those for a while. Uh, yeah, we use the Artiste Monets, which we've used a few times before. Yeah, we used them as key lighting last year, which were great. Mm-hmm. This year we used them as our primary profile fixture for the entire rig and key lighting. And, yeah, and key lighting. So it's a well. very great versatile light, uh, multi-purpose, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, but tell me, what did you think about the Rembrandt? That's a new wash that we haven't used before, and it's from Elation, yeah, part of the so, Artiste series. So that was, yeah, this was our first time specking Rembrandt in it, and... I mean, basically, like, the way it was sold to, to me, at least. I don't know if you felt the same way, but it's like, hey, like, you guys know what the Monet is. Right. But what if it was a wash? <laughs> like, it's true. And, and it's got the... nicely. Colors, yeah. intensity. Right. And that was the great part about it is, like, you know, the colors matched very closely. The intensity. I mean, yeah. obvi- the Rembrandt just being a wash, you know, when we're full wash isn't as bright as the Monet. But, like, we're getting the same idea across. And then you have the Fresnel lens, so everything's looking nice and nice with that. Um like it was basically everything we were expecting it to be, just Moneba wash, which is when yeah. we're doing a show like that. Like we need something like that. Um, totally. And yeah, it was. I, it I was, was great. very impressed with that. Elation has come a long way, and they actually came and visited. I think Elation, gonna go off topic just a tiny bit, has mm-hmm. really improved as a company as far as service. I mean, they before they never really reached out to us a ton. Again, we didn't use a lot of Elation, but at least like. Chave, for instance, was always reaching out to us. Yeah. And, but Elation really stepped up their customer service game, I feel. And we've been using their consoles for, it was formerly Martin, but Elation well, I think we've been over this. We're, we're the last remaining Obsidian fans. 
Probably. The ch- in the church market, 100%. at least. Yeah, everyone's switching to MA. We, and it's kind of a shame because the console's great. But what's crazy is we get guys who have never used Obsidian before in here, right? Yeah. We're completely off topic, but this is great. We get guys coming in here, and they touch the Obsidian for the first time. and like, dude, like, I really like it's this. True. Why have I never, like, why don't I true. Like, I'd like know what this is? I'd like to cut this up for a piece of <laughs> social media shout-out for them. Yeah. But yeah, we're obsidian, doing their job. The Obsidian stuff is really great, yeah, and yeah. they're coming out with new stuff all the time. Their Onyx line and the Netron stuff, the networking items that they have yeah. is top notch. They just came out IP65 rated nodes and and splitters yeah. and everything, which is well, amazing. And I mean, at the event, like I mean, a couple of their guys showed up just yeah, to see, like, just to come and check it out. Nothing was on and working necessarily. They just wanted yeah. to come hang and, and check it out. They wanted to see, like, hey, are you guys having any issues, like? Like, what do you think of something like this? You know, they were kind of showing, like, throwing ideas to us about, like, um, like what kind of, what we would want to see in, like, a new fixture or, like, yeah. what are we looking at board-wise and stuff like that, you know? But they were Which genuinely... Which we typically don't get from manufacturers reaching out like that yeah. to, like, what we would like to see in a fixture from someone doing an event that's not very popular out there. Like, we're not the Billie Eilish show or... Oh, yeah, like... You know, cold play. Mm-hmm. But them actually caring about a part of the market that honestly does buy a lot, like... The, the smaller mid-range markets, schools, churches, colleges, um, caring about what they're looking for, I think, is yeah. really important and then for manufacturing. Just, I mean, also just the big thing of, like, it also wasn't like, hey, like, we're not here as, like, PR reps, like, oh, something went wrong, yeah. we want to fix it. Or, like, hey, we want to show you this and stuff. They were also just there to, like, see how we were doing. Like, because yeah. they knew, like, I mean, I don't know if we if we're going to talk about it or not, but, like, Loden was, like, very tight and, like. Loden was rough. It was a little stressful in certain and then they just We should have added a pre-rig day. Should have had it. Always keep that pre-rig day. A tip day. for you people designing arena shows, I think a pre-rig day saves lives. So yeah. Um, but yeah, takes, like saves years off your life. Just the fact that they were there, like, like, uh, like they're going to do the business side of things, but then they also just, like, hung out and talked yeah, to us. Yeah, they just like, wanted to hang out. And yeah. the people that they brought on, they're from other companies that we loved. You know, they formerly worked with under other manufacturers that we have worked with very closely, and we mm-hmm. know them, they know us, and they've moved into the elation world, and they just knew us, and they're like, just continuing the relationship. It's a new company, yeah. new brand, new umbrella, but it's still the same great people. So that's what's great and, about it. Yeah, I'm not saying like I don't think we're saying like Alation's the only one doing this. Like there's other great brands no, out yeah. there doing that. Charlie does an amazing job I'm just, too. We're just it's just great that like more companies are getting involved with yeah. this. Yeah. It definitely feels like they're putting more effort into the the end user relationship side, oh, not yeah. just the products themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other, the other fixtures we use are obviously have been our favorites. We use them almost in every design, I feel, when we do a crusade is the JDC strobe. That's okay. still my favorite strobe. I was going to say, let's talk as lighting, guys. And when you're doing a arena show, you're going to have some sort of strobe. You're going to have a, some, some, some sort of strobe and a blinder. And it's going to be the JDC. So lighting. you might as well use one fixture yeah. for both. And it might as well be the JDC because it's amazing. I mean, it's bright, it's versatile, great colors on it. Mm hmm. Lots of great built-in effects. 23 channel mode is honestly the only mode you need on that thing. The only, listen, and the only complaint that we've ever had, mm-hmm. and that's programming it on the MA because it's the three dimmer thing. Programming on the MA is not that great, but on the Obsidian console. It does work better, yeah. It's right. very easy. Yeah, it does work better for us. Also, GLP, the Impression X4 bars. Staple. I love those fixtures. I think they're the best strip fixtures still. For the price, for what it does, for, a moving for how head, light, moving head and does. zoom, yeah, strip, yeah, it's it's, it's a staple. And then we did use a. Uh, you tell me. I don't know. I thought Sorry, that was. I thought that part was out. That's it. I thought that was it for like fixture. Another feature we did use, the, or another feature, another product. I guess it's a product. 
that we use a spot track. Explain spot track to me. Yeah, so and to the audience. Um, to the audience. That one can't see me. This one can see me, right? Yes. Um, so basically, like, with how our setup is, because I'm going to talk about our setup specifically. We're basically using Monet's, and what we're doing is we're attaching uh, a camera to them, and so we're able to actually, once we map out the stage on a, on a software program, we're actually able to use our mouse to basically use it as a, it's not basically, it is a follow spot. Yeah, you that follow sense, spotting yeah. with the mouse. So, Jeez. and pretty much if you're a gamer, you'd be a great follow spot. Yeah, and it was great because we could do we could do follow spot for certain things, or if we didn't want to do follow spot, it's literally on my board. It's a whole separate system. I should also say that. So if I didn't want to use follow spot for let's say our offering look, mm-hmm. I hit one one button on my board that just disables the signal to it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're not following anymore. And boom! It's very versatile. Yeah. I love that that software, and it's from. Uh, BCT Entertainment out here, who also mm-hmm. provide all the lighting for the Crusade. Yeah, um, they rent it out for shows all the time. Oh yeah, and we're not the only show. Um, but I really loved it. And I think it's definitely going to be a. I've already got people asking me about it because it's the first follow spot system other than Zach Track, I think, that can literally work with any fixture. Well, and that's the big thing. Yeah, it's like you no could, matter what you're. We used it on a Monet, a Maximus. I've seen people use it with Encores, all this other stuff as well. I think they've got to deal with Chave where they're going to add like think, integration they, into those I think those they fixtures. showed us something where they put it on a synchro light or whatever. Just they put like, it on a synchro light, yeah. just to show it like how yeah. it, it doesn't it's matter. Nuts. Yeah, it and was essentially great. they just add a camera to the fixture and a Cat Five cable. I think is what it is. Yeah, it was a Cat Five. And that's cable. it. And, and then it works. You can also like at least for us, we decided. That all they can control was pan and tilt, but right. if we were, you could pick anything. Our, our stage was not the biggest stage. It was it was a good size stage, but if let's say you needed a bigger stage, like you could also make it so where they control color and iris. So like, right. if all of a sudden the person's moving too far away, they can just w- open up the iris a little yeah. bit just to open that. And it's like just one less thing for me to worry about yeah, in a totally. sense. For like, especially performers, like some of our bands are nuts. They're just gonna take off and run, and yeah. as much as like. As much as you can go, oh, we'll just do a full stage wash. Like, sometimes you don't want a full stage wash. Like, true. that spotlight. Yeah, these are really fall spot systems are going to put follow spot, fall spots out of business, I feel, unfortunately. But I think it presents an opportunity well, for more fixture integration to rigs. And it's definitely a more comfortable way to run a follow spot for the operators. Which yeah. Is and huge. I mean, you could think of like, again, it's cost value versus like, we're doing a show where like, we don't know if we're what we're doing, per right. se. Like, again, like, this is just part of our event. Like, it's, we're not sure what the blocking is or anything. And so, right. like, we kind of need that flexibility. So, and this remote fall spot system was really good for us. But, it's like, true. yeah, I mean, it was a great system. Loved it. Uh, I have zero complaints. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Another thing that we used a lot of on this show was LED. We used an insane amount of LED tiles from Concept Pixels. It was row CB5 panels. It was a lot of Probably LED. my favorite tile to use in an arena show because it, it, it's an outdoor fixture or outdoor LED panel, which gives you the brightness, which is what I love about it. And just row has the best-looking best panels out there, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was basically 60-foot wide, 30-foot tall walls, and just four and of them. two 40-foot wide yeah but just basically tall. in a giant square like it was it was nuts you'll it was see the pictures attached right a wall now. which yeah i mean like from my standpoint of things like i'm not the biggest fan of that just because like a lot of my lighting couldn't actually shoot in towards right. the stage but that was that was a a thing i did notice for like but man they look pretty yeah but for like an event we were doing like you yeah. know that's, and it really brought the 
Because a lot of times our events, like, we don't fill the floor because our pastor wants to give everyone an opportunity to come down to the floor to pray with him. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the stands. And when we do an end stage, and if we did it in the round, the closest person is maybe 30 feet. And then in on end stage, the closest person sometimes could be 50 feet. And in the stadium that we normally go, the closest person is 100 feet or more away. Yeah. So this really brought the experience right up to them. And when you're sitting in those seats, it felt like the screen was right there. Yeah, I mean, it filled the room. So like, it was great. That was probably the biggest thing about it was just it wasn't like some big empty room and like there's a little yeah. stage. Like, totally. It was it, it was a room. good big, like, this fills the room kind yeah. of. So it looked good. Like I was happy with it. I think the team did a killer job. You did great. Our vendors did great. And uh, it was successful. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my favorite performance was... Phil did a killer job. Very proud of our band, Harvest Worship. Yeah, it who killed Who is it. putting out new music right now. So we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think also I really loved, and that's just because I love Davis, and I love Passion, I love the team there, is Passion killed it. They they played really solid. Yeah, they did And the, they really know how to put on a show. I think they just really killed it. So that was the fun part was, um, based. so we had a lot of issues with pre-programming, right? Right. Or like, we got to the week of, and basically what happened is I wasn't running two bands, which was Passion and Tomlin. Right. Which is great. Like, the the guys they brought up, Paul, or Davis. Davis and Scott. Davis and Scott. Yeah. Like, they killed, they absolutely killed their shows. But so, um, but a lot of the pre-programming it actually just could be used because we changed so much of the. Right. So, like, and again, that's where we talked about, like, how I was excited we could do so much effects yeah. and stuff. And so it was funny, like, you could just tell the difference between, like, a busk show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, and I'm one not that saying, he's been programming saying, like, that show yeah, for years. I'm not saying I did bad or like file. good, but like you can definitely tell like there are parts where like, you know, like oh, and then you get to Davis or Scott show and it's like oh my gosh, this right. is like and it just shows they know their music this is better the than anybody. Show. Yeah, they can. It's so. time coded. It's solid. It's locked in. That's why you want to bring your own lighting guy if you're a band. Um, and if you're on a band, make sure you know their music really well because you really make or break the show, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. It was great, and uh, I can't can't wait to do the next one. I don't know where we're going next. A yeah. lot of rumors. We might go to Nashville for the Nashville friends, or yeah, Nashville friends out there. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I think that's it. I think we've covered a lot for this I, episode. I mean, it's it's been a lot of like just kind of like saying why we've been not really doing much. To be yeah, honest we with kind you, of we've kind of skipped been, a few weeks. Of we've been episodes. mad busy, like. Um, and we can't guarantee we're going to put out an episode every week, but we're definitely going to try. Uh, we got some great friends coming out. I think on the next episode, we're going to have Van Metzke. Mm-hmm. He's from Vantage Pro as uh, really they're just re- relations guy. He's just the guy to like hang out, see what you need, how you doing. Well, it's again, he's not it's, really a sales guy. He's a really good friend about, like, too. How these, how these companies have been like just really working on their relationship with the end user. Yeah. And that's like, perfectly what van does it's exactly it's all so about bring the him out and talk about user. that for yeah. sure yeah totally and then uh he's going to talk about just his experience he's been in the church world for a very long time as a tech director technician he knows most of our team here really well and has known him for a very long yeah. time uh, he's a great guy to talk to like if you want to see like how has the industry changed quite a lot yeah like, we're going to talk about all in that this like, world, for like, when he got started versus now yeah. how far he, he's seen things come what he's worried about what he loves about it what mm-hmm. makes his life easier what makes his life a little more crazy yeah so we'll talk about all that on the next episode with van um but what do you want to tell everyone else as we uh check out 
I don't know. I did we we didn't really plan anything. Was there? Well, you're gonna say subscribe and follow, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> I was like, I, was I supposed to say something here? Like, <laughs> don't cut it. Cut it. Okay. Send him home. Guys, it's ladies. Guys, this I keep People. looking at Chris's camera, thinking it could. Hey. Guys, <laughs> can this going? one see me? Can it see my hand? Guys, I got I got both of you. Right yeah. Um, listen, there's a couple of things we need you to do. Like, you got to do it. We like doing these things, but we, we need do. you to we need you to subscribe. We to need to know that you're actually listening. Yeah. Uh, we got the YouTube page. We have the Instagram we have page. YouTube page. We, have, we have the Spotify page. We're on Spotify. Is we're on a lot of major uh, podcast stations right now, yeah. and we're expanding literally every week. Like, I added two more this week, so nice, nice. I don't even know what they are, but they're podcast companies or stations or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're not all so, say subscribe, but we're going to use that one word because we're lazy here. Like, subscribe, Come on, follow, we're lighting, guys. Let's get, like let's get real here. Yeah. And obviously, we want our YouTube channel to expand. That's why we're filming this. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever Absolutely. they call it. And uh, check out many of the other videos because there's a lot of videos on uh, on this YouTube channel. Yeah, you know, it's and, uh, it's a great resource, yeah, especially if, if you're looking at some a, of the a great fixtures. Safe space to just trash on people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kidding, not really. Yeah, exactly. But and just then, to be real. And then let us know um, for Barbenheimer, which one which one you ruin for? Yeah, comment below. I'll I have a little poll on uh, Instagram probably. I think you can see which one Chris is rooting Clearly for. Clearly, I'm going for the Barbie one. So yeah, and I'm. That's yeah, so I think. Thanks again for watching, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace out. Hey, Nick. Hey, what's good, Guess Chris? what? Uh, you went and saw Barbie seven times. No, but I'm about to, clearly. <laughs> but we have yeah. a special guest this week. Yeah, it's great. I, we have Van Mitschke coming That's out. That's right, from Vantage Pro. Uh-huh. And... Uh, He's really a great guy. He's been in the church world for a very long time. He's been a tech director, sound guy, Calm lighting to guy. his face. Yeah, he's done it all. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of industry things, where, how far technology has come, and also where it's going, maybe even dabble in AI. A little bit of AI talk. Never heard anyone. Which is a little dangerous because yeah. all the discussions going on nowadays. We're going to talk about AI and how we feel it's going to affect the church production world. So the next episode is for all the church guys all the church production staff, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So where do they have to go to watch this? Or they listen? need to go. You need to go to our YouTube, and you need to go to our Spotify. Both links. That's right. Are somewhere. That's right. And there's a bunch of other locations. You'll have to find them. We don't know where they're <laughs> at yet. So make Stay sure you tuned, go guys. follow. See you there.